gentlemen, this is it. The big 200th spectacular special of the Shoot Brothers podcast. We made it to 200 episodes. Uh, so in that honor, let's have a count up to the number 200. <laughs> One. <laughs> One. Two, two, skip a few, three, three four, four, skip some more, 199, 200! <laughs> we made it, folks. We made it. You made it with us. We couldn't have done it without all of you. Uh, we are the Shoot Brothers, the wrestling podcast, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron 200 Osborne. Bang, baby! <laughs> yeah, so uh, our 100th episode, we did, we did that whole top five spectacular, just tons of things, best matches, favorite wrestlers, bunch of stuff we covered then. Uh, so we're going to do not quite the same thing, but we're just going to have some fun this episode. Do, do a couple top fives. <coughs> I can't old believe. Segments. I can't believe we've made it this far. I can't believe we've made it this far in the duration of the show that we're, we're redoing the, the special. You know, like, we're redoing <laughs> it. It's the reboot. <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Like we've been else. so successful that we've just we're, we're coming back around, baby. This is the victory lap, truly. Of this is the Shroop Brothers victory lap. Oh yeah, I mean this. We got plenty. We got more than enough for syndication now. <laughs> oh. Syndication rights. Oh yeah. If we we're approaching like two hundred. That's like that's two hundred episodes. That's got to be like Grey's Anatomy type of territory. Yeah. You know, we're Seinfeld. Pro- I, Seinfeld would have had two hundred. Hmm? But I said Seinfeld wouldn't have had two. Yeah, Seinfeld can eat shit. They wouldn't got like, have. they have like 150. I bet. Yeah, I think they uh, they were on for nine years, twenty episodes a year, something like that. Something like that. But you know, either way, either way, uh, truly, it it it, it 180. is 180. It's a true feat. 180. Seinfeld could eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Jerry. Suck it, Jerry. Suck it. Ah, uh, jeez, yeah, that's incredible, Mike. Uh, let's um, let's get into some fun action before uh, before we get into fun action. Uh, uh, let's crown a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. <laughs> a normal, well, yeah, one that we always do. Um, this week's Tweet of the Week champion, brand new, first time Tweet of the Week champion, going to uh, Teddy Long. Tay Long, former uh, SmackDown manager, Raw manager. Yeah, general manager general there on manager. SmackDown for a long, long time. Um, he's uh, he's our, he's this week Tweet of the Week champion, uh, and also the first Tweet of the Champion for not tweeting. He has blocked every single person on Twitter. <laughs> I I go yeah. on my Twitter. He's I'm blocked on. On Teddy Long's Twitter account, I didn't know there was a block all function. I think that is what's <laughs> actually surprising a lot of people here. Uh, you can just kind of shut ma- up the whole world. You can mass block. Uh, incredible. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. Uh, Teddy Long, brand new Tweed League champion. <laughs> Congratulations. Sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's that easy. Just you know, it, it's uh, you're doing more by not doing something. Or I guess you're still doing it, but you're not. You're not doing it. It's amazing. Teddy yeah. Long. It's, it's funny you mentioned Teddy because I just saw something the other day about him. Uh, someone on Twitter posted they're like, one time I got Teddy Long to do an interlude on one of my songs on my albums, and he forgot he did it, and he threatened to sue me. Uh, and when I reminded him, he just texted me back, "My bad, player." 
that's, My bad player. That's a tr- that's a possible true story. Yeah, apparently it's some like hip hop artist that I guess had him do. I, I guess know, had like a something. like a Teddy Long sample. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Well, congratulations, Theodore. Yeah, congratulations, Teddy Long. Now you have it. There, you have it, Mike. Uh, let's kick off with some of the fun action. Yeah. What do you want to start off more. with? How about we start off with a top five? of the coolest looking characters. One, two, three, four, five. We're making some lists and we're talking some job. It's about the wrestlers and the wrestling things from the inside, outside, lower the ring. So much wrestling every week. We're here to talk about the best for each of the peak. We like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and Dynamite. Keep the show going, cause we can talk all night. It's a lot, it never stops, but we'll swear we're never bored. So thank you, Vince, thank you, Tony, Triple H, the rest of Lord. It's a night, it's entertainment, it's the world's greatest sport. Now for no reason to trump it. A little bit of Oscar in my life. A little bit of Sasha by my side. A little John Moxley's all I need. A little bit of Cody's what I see. A little bit of bubbly in the sun A little Royal Rumble all night long A little bit of wrestling, here I am A little bit of you makes me your friend Shoot Brothers Top 5 In wrestling Love it. Coolest looking characters in wrestling Now this is a This is a shooty, I believe, right? This is a shooty category, or it used to be best character, but now then it kind of molded. We kind of uh, uh, merged it with best gimmick. I mean, we have best dressed, best gear. Exactly, because... Kind of a separate thing. And, you know, the look has to reflect... uh, You know, the the, the gear has to reflect the personality, but the the two things, I got to say, don't have to be coherent within themselves. Sometimes just what you're doing works. Yeah, I mean, if you're just out there being yourself, and that's sometimes that's cool. Some people wear masks, face paint, whole oh, anything, anything you want. You know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin just wore black trunks and bald head, and a lot of people thought he was cool. So. <laughs> and that's pretty looking. That's pretty cool looking. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll kick things off here. Please we'll do go from number five. To number one, number five, my coolest looking character, uh, the youngest person on my list. I'm giving it to Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, wow. Just Shotzi these days, but uh, you know, I love the look, the green hair, the tattoos. She used to have the tank, but even without that, I just love everything about her, man. The yeah, the tattoos, the green hair. It's like, yeah. It would be a lot of fun if that tank came back. Yeah, she's got she's that's that's the look. She knows what she's doing here. Yeah, like she's pretty unique. Obviously, you know, there's people like Ruby Riot, they have tattoos and stuff, but uh yeah, Shanti stands out to me. She's one of those people like I could see a kid just at Toys R Us, not even a wrestling fan, they'd see that action figure like, "Whoa, what's that?" Stands out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is that cool-looking thing? <laughs> so there you go, number 5, Shanti Blackheart. Love hearing it. Love hearing it. Is it uh is it my number five now? Yeah. Let's do it like Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. We'll and go forth. back and forth. <clears throat> um 
yeah, like 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 we had said, uh, like we had said just earlier, you know, um, it, it's not necessarily, you know, yeah, maybe the uh, that that uh, toy appeal, like you had just said, right? You see that action figure in the mall, and you're like, what what the hell is that? Sometimes it is just the combination of what you wear and just your presence alone, and based on presence alone, I have to say, um, pre babyface Brock Lesnar. We've I've seen him once. You've seen him twice. You come out there with those UFC shorts and the UFC uh, gloves. You know, like those things that yeah. are kind of padded on the uh, on on the, on the knuckles yeah, there. The and just there, yeah. he has, and we 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 know this because we've seen it. He has this incredible presence. Oh yeah, he fills the room when he walks. <laughs> Any in. room he walks in, he fills up immediately. And there is something <laughs> about just you're looking at this man, this larger than life person, and you got to say to yourself, "Damn, that guy looks cool." Yeah. He's got fucking giant sword pointed up at his throat on his chest. <laughs> he has a giant sword on his chest. Yeah, he's a badass. He's a badass. Bad <laughs> and he can back it up. He's not one of those phonies, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we all know he's one of the toughest guys in the business. Like on the pl- and on the pl- but on the planet, yeah, dude, the like, same multiple time ultimate fighting champion of the heavy- heavyweight division. Yeah, shocked the world when he won the first time. It was amazing. It's amazing, and still, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I was one of the only people I know. All the actual UFC fans were like, "Fuck this guy," and I'm like, "Yeah, WWE, <laughs> do it for us." <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Matt Matt Riddle Matt Riddle was a good follow up. He was a good follow up to that. Uh, well, he was UFC turned WWE instead of the other way around. Yeah, but uh, yep, CM Punk did us dirty on that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll forget about that. <laughs> uh, remember, we won't. Fuck you, Punk. You piece of crap. Ooh, uh, love it. Let's move on. Number four coming in. I'm gonna go with uh, Jeff Hardy. You know, the classic, you, you know, for, we all know he's got his own personal issues, but back in the day, I mean, this guy comes out, he's got different colored hair every week, he's got the cool armbands, don't know what they are, the, the baggy jeans, and yeah, to me, I was like, this is the coolest motherfucker back in those days. Obviously, he's only the fourth coolest now. But. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I, no, I like the, uh, the right said Fred uh, mesh shirt. Yeah, the mesh shirt he's got on. I think the mesh shirt is my favorite. uh, It's my favorite of the looks. Yeah, he kind of made those things cool for for guy wrestlers to wear at the time. Yeah, now look at him. I mean, yeah, you know, and he pops out there on uh, stage, and he's he's wearing similar similar gimmicks, you know, similar getups. Yeah. So there you go. Number four, for me, um, anything to say? God damn it. Yeah, the combination of it all, the uh, the attire, the move set to follow it, the uh, it's a combination of not only wardrobe but mask and makeup. Uh, Penta, Penta El Zero Miedo, uh, mm-hmm. whatever what, whatever moniker of name he's under. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lo- lo- yeah, an, an incredible look for someone who's like he's he's a beefy he's a beefy lad. Yeah, and I think his look kind of helps him carry it well, you know. Because and you know, and his yeah, the look makes it like okay, you're a little beefy, but look what you watch what you can do. So we kind of yeah. forget about it for a minute. 
for a character who's been demasked so often, he has that face paint to cover it up. <laughs> I'm sure there are some pretty lucky fans in some front rows and places who have seen him without his mask on. Uh, yeah. Big reveal, you know, if it ever does happen. Uh, Penta. <laughs> Penta, though, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a cool-looking dude. All right, number three. Going old school on this one. Uh, you know, a lot of people say some bad things. He wasn't the greatest wrestler, but he had the presence. He had the look when he came charging down to the ring. I'm talking about the ultimate warrior. Uh, just another one of those guys, man. I love the colors, the neon, the face paint, the fucking the armbands tied around his muscles so tight they're popping off. Uh, <laughs> and Yeah, I mean, his matches were usually just quick little crazy things, but yeah, he looked cool as hell. He looked cool as hell on that 100-meter run, to dash to the <laughs> ring. Exactly. <laughs> Down that way too long uh, ramp. Yeah, no, he he's, oh, he's, he's, I bet, in a lot of people's mind what you think of when you think of, you know, I think between guys like him and Macho Man are the two kind of who you think of. Yeah. In like terms of that look. go to look. a store, they're looking. You're looking at the retro T-shirts. It's probably going to be one of those guys. You know, it's the face paint. It's the steroids. It uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a comb. It's a combination of everything. Yeah, that made him he really did look like he was the ultimate warrior. Exactly. Exactly. Like any. staying true to his namesake. Like Hulk Hogan didn't look Irish at all. Uh, or he wasn't green. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a Hulk green, and he wasn't a Hogan Irish. So, like, what the hell were you doing there, Hulkster, bud? Uh, coming in at number okay. three, coming in at number three for me is uh, is a look that is the first kind of like, or for me, it's like this. Is, she's not a she's not a character, but the look and the presentation of everything is great every single time. My number three coolest looking character has to be Asuka. The way mm. it's it's the yeah the colors. I like the I love the interesting kind of patterns that are formed there yeah. kind of two yeah. hair always a different kind of color like and split down the middle and, and she she presents herself the same way heel or baby face she comes down in that fucking robe with the mask <laughs> yeah. she's great at both sides of that character multiple time or single multiple times <laughs> world champion i, I can't remember yeah. at least a I single mean, time I'm yeah, I'm sure it's been multiple. Um, um, at least a single time world champion, and uh, and then she has this she has this wild demeanor to back up everything, whether it's heel <laughs> or babyface. Her yeah. and, and she backs up the outfit. It's incredible. One of the best characters, coolest looking. Yeah. Corey, sorry. And she switches it up. Sometimes she wears like no face paint. Sometimes she's got those green things coming out her eyes. So, yeah, well, when she when the whole when there was a big mist. Phase. Oh yeah, the mist. Yeah, like corrupted her. It's kind of leaking Everyone's out her eyes. getting corrupted mist. by mist. I would love for one person <laughs> to get misted and then not get corrupted. And then the bit is that like they can't. You know, like they're kind of like a superhero or something. They've got the antivirus. Exactly, they have the antivirus. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving up the list. Number two, I gotta give it to the legend, the icon, Sting. Uh, I mean, he still looks badass at fucking age 63 or whatever he is. And I mean, he, he wears the shirt. <laughs> He's usually wearing the shirt nowadays. So if I'm picking Sting, I'm picking the Prime 1997. But he looks mostly the same. The black and white face paint, the leather trench coat, the baseball bat. When that guy came down to the ring, you knew 
like yeah, the crow style on. sting. Yeah, not the yeah. old kind of uh, blonde hair. Not the surfer sting. What she was still cool, but uh, he was yeah, still cool. Sting. He was still a cool dude yeah. then. Yeah, but yeah, the crow sting is just yeah one of the coolest. And the hair, the uh, the shoulder length. Back hair, when he had real hair, yeah, or actually, his full set of hair. <laughs> yeah, he still has real hair. I think it's just not full. Still has real hair, just thin. Yeah. Once last time Sting <laughs> took off his uh his shirt, was it just that one time? Uh, yeah, maybe once. Like, do you remember that, that? He's been wearing it for a while. Do you remember that pop? That wasn't oh, this yeah. year, was it? <laughs> no, yeah, that was twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay, that was right. a huge moment in professional wrestling when when sixty five year old Sting took his shirt off. <laughs> I feel like he still could. I don't know why he doesn't. Well, I think like because, uh, maybe like the allure is over now. I'm sure, he's self conscious a bit. Maybe he'll. I bet. But but and that's the thing. Yeah, you're self conscious about it. But if you do it again, you'll get another huge pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, for he, a big one on one match. Exactly. He'll do it again at some point. Yeah. When the mo when the moment's right, <laughs> uh, for okay, no, no, we're on, yeah, we're back to me uh, on our coolest looking characters list. Um, number two, yeah, this one this may, may be a controversial uh, pick in terms of you know the t the person in which you know or f the person in which they are behind the scenes, but yeah. just uh, not just like a cool look. Um, something that just worked so well, so unique, and it was just so damn cool. Uh, the Velveteen Dream. Oh yeah. He looked so fucking cool out there with his big old round purple <laughs> shades, uh, purple tinted shades. Yeah, the sunglasses, the big earrings. The big, off. yeah, big fucking earrings, big hair going all the way up. You know the uh, the Don style he had, the Don <laughs> King style hair. He was just such a cool looking dude, and we got to see him live. That's right. Uh, probably the only time we'll ever get to. Uh, I don't know if you heard the legal trouble he's been having recently. Just, uh, over the past like three years. Yeah, apparently some uh, drug possession and assault. Oh really? Been who, going on. Who do you assault? Yeah. Apparently a gym. Someone working at a gym. Ah, oh, that's like, hey man, you gotta move something. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> hey, are you gonna re-rack uh, re your weights? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> and apparently he got pulled over. He had cocaine on him, so he tried doing a line right in front of the cop. I guess to get rid of it. And that had an extra charge of hiding evidence or trying to conceal evidence. Oh so yeah. Oh, see, I was gonna say he did a line from the cop to be like, see, it's not cocaine. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think that? <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> See? See, it can't fine. be cocaine. I just snorted all of it, and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. Oh, I don't know why my mind went there. <laughs> oh, well. But, uh, yeah, I can't argue with him looking cool. Uh, so I'll go to my number one. Uh, another guy who's a bit of a controversial figure. Not, ki not quite as much as Velveteen Dream, but... His political beliefs and, uh, I mean, the fact that he actually has power in the political world is a big part of it. Because I'm talking about Kane. Uh, he went through many different looks, of course, but the original debut, the black and red monster, the full mask, you couldn't see anything. That was the man right there. Yeah. 
that was that he he was the he was the man to be when he debuted uh in 1998 or whatever it was right yeah yeah just the the, the whole mystery at first he didn't talk he didn't do nothing is he could express his whole thing which is the tilt of the head and yeah just i love the look the mask the red and black everything about it was awesome yeah the uh the kind of uh cut from shoulder to hip shirt so it was like a one sleeve yeah one thing. exposed arm and very yeah. love on one hand that's a that's a that's a damn confident look yeah he was uh yeah he was a beast but then slowly over time they took it away they took away his mask they shaved his head and that's when i gave up on it well and <laughs> i think did they shave his head or was he going so bald that he had to i think it's more of a baron <laughs> corbin thing well I think once they took the mask off, like, well, I don't know. I think it all came just one package, I guess. Exactly. Because then, then they started putting a wig on him, right? Uh, yeah, because they're like, well, your hair is gone, and you're not going to be able to grow it back in a couple of months, so just wear a mask with fake hair on it. <laughs> once he finally brought the mask back. <laughs> like, okay, I'll wear, I'll wear fake hair. Dun, 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 Walking away. Uh, coolest looking character, number one, um, uh, is easy to say for me. Uh, because, you know, similar to, you know, the, the cane look, it is something that's so unique and just looking like a million bucks every time you're out there and equally not saying anything. Uh, the fiend. Oh yeah. Gotta put the fiend out there, uh, slinking down to the ring with his, uh, fucking, what are, you know, old timey lantern. The mask. Yeah, remember when it was a decapitated head? When it was bit. his decapitated head. <laughs> yeah, the mask. I think it was too graphic for them. <laughs> um, the, the like the entire thing. He puts on the fucking you know huge commitment to puts on the uh, you know the uh, the contact lenses. Yeah. The no, mask. I mean, yeah. The gloves. Yeah, very very similar to Kane in that respect. Like, yeah, and the then commitment s- to the character. The. Yeah, the body language, everything. And similarly staying silent. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I you guess, know. because yeah, he had his alter ego or whatever. Yeah, Bray Wyatt sense. would talk. Yeah. But, but the, the Fiend. fiend. Like, groan and laugh and <laughs> stick his tongue like, out. <laughs> <laughs> he'd sound. He'd, 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 that sounds like Braun Strowman laugh. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What a tool! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was your time. That, that was the uh, that was the top five coolest looking characters. Cool. Should we do another list and then hop to another thing? Uh, actually, I'm. I'm. Let's let's hop around a little bit. I want to hop around a little okay. bit, Mike. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lead this charge here, and I'm gonna give you Go some ahead. trivia. Trivia. So this is just for you, and there's five questions total. Um, you know, the big news, of course, in AEW, the uh, you know the the vacancies of the title, the, the title's been vacated. You know, CM Punk and the trios title made me start thinking about vacancies. Uh, so, Mike, we're gonna go over uh, the last time WWE titles were vacated. Okay. Okay. So see okay. what so see what we got here. It's so it's so I I have hints. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint and then you can kind of, you know, take them in stride. 
and then mm-hmm. go into it. Okay, so uh, uh, let's talk about the WWE Championship, the World Championship. When was the last time that was vacated? <coughs> okay. Mm. Or you you can answer anytime you want, or I can provide uh, hints as, as we go. Yeah. Um, I feel like trying to remember I feel like it might be Roman Reigns I can't remember if he was the champ when he had leukemia and he vacated or I can't remember but I'll take a hint I guess okay I'll take a hint we're talking about the WWE World Championship yeah okay cool Uh, so it occurred 221 days into their reign Mm mm-hmm uh, it was on uh, November fifth, my birthday, November fifteenth. Um, they had won the championship at the WrestleMania prior. Uh, do we know what year this is? I said, oh, I said that already. Sorry, twenty fifteen. Okay, sorry. Yeah, November fifth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, uh, they won it at the WrestleMania that year. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I still want to say Roman Reigns. I can keep going on hints. Yeah. Remember, we're looking for the world championship. The WWE, the black strap one. The black strap, baby. Um, after this person vacated the title, Roman Reigns won it. After okay. it was <laughs> so vacated. It. <laughs> uh, so seven years ago... 2015. And I have one more clue for you. But it's the oh, all, it, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I was I got I was off by a year in my thing. Seth Rollins tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, Mike, um, Roman Reigns relinquished the Universal Championship. Okay, so I was mixed up. On that. uh, so I was. That's why question? I was. I was trying to. Uh, I noticed how I doubled <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, a no, I times. I was like, world. I don't want to yes, get too much yes. away. But yeah, Seth Rollins. Okay. Nice going. Nice going. Uh, Let's go over the uh, the last time the United States title was vacated. Okay. Here's some hints. Okay. Yeah, this will be harder. (sighs) Happened (laughs) on an episode of SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Okay. Happened only nine days into their reign. Mm -hmm. It was. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I mean. I have a thought, but I don't know. I'll give you. I'll give you one more hint. Okay. It was General Manager Daniel Bryan who decided that he has to, is forced to vacate the title. Nine days into the reign. So I'm trying to think of a quick, short reign, and the first one that comes to mind was I remember our truth winning it for like a very brief moment. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but. I don't know. You, you don't. Uh, I don't know. That's who comes to mind first. Our truth. Uh, but if there's more hints, I'll take them. Uh, I I can give you the I can give you a date hint. I guess that's like sure. that. That would be the final hint. Uh, okay. This was on December twenty sixth, twenty seventeen. Same year, same time. So I don't think it's that's probably not the our truth one. Then relinquished the U.S. title after nine days. Mm. Uh, I don't know. This one's tough. 
Yeah, some tough stuff. It's been a long, it's been a long, I, I believe we, this would have been during the time of the podcast. Also, I think all of these were actually during the time of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, except, so basically, for the, though, yes. except for the Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, so it's not our truth, then. That's what you're saying. It's not our truth. I'll give you that much. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I'll just throw out a name. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler what? laid down the U.S. title ah, in the middle of the ring. There we go. Nine days after winning it, telling the fans that they didn't deserve him, and he walked away. General Manager yeah. Daniel Bryan was forced. <laughs> he had no other decision. He was forced to vacate the title off Dolph Ziggler. There you go. Yeah. There we go. I knew. Yeah. I remembered. I didn't. I didn't know the timing. It doesn't feel like that was that long ago, but I guess it was. It wasn't. Well, I mean, at least not in the, <laughs> in the pantheon of the show. Okay, next one. Yeah. The uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. Okay. Okay. Let's go over this one. This and this one is I believe to be easy. So there's only a couple hints for it. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was vacated after. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Braun Strowman and Nicholas. <laughs> Braun Strowman and Nicholas, baby. <laughs> I had I had to throw it in. I had to throw it in there. I had yeah, to, uh, no, it's good. That was like a mini hint saying it was going to be easy. Uh, yeah, other one. <laughs> uh, this uh, one. Uh, okay, um, Intercontinental. Intercontinental Championship. Okay. Um, uh, it happened in the COVID era. Okay. It was. It was one. On a three-on-one handicap match, uh, the rain lasted sixty-five days. Uh, I think the handicap one makes me think Braun Strowman. Final answer. <laughs> I. Uh, well, is there any more clues? Uh, there is one more clue, like the like the you know like the last clue. Yeah. Uh, it was vacated because they chose not to compete. For the belt or in general? Because they chose not to compete in WWE. <laughs> okay. And they won the Intercontinental title. Uh, not to compete in WWE. Daniel Bryan? That is incorrect. The correct answer is Sami Zayn, who beat uh. Braun Strowman in that three-on-one handicap match. He pinned. He was the one who pinned Braun Strowman, so he got the belt. Okay. Chose not to compete due to the COVID pandemic. And That's in right. and right. in story, he walked away. Remember, he came back with the title, and yeah, then we uh, had the two titles. Yeah, and he had that. We had the two. It's for, all. It's all coming yeah, back, yeah. right? It's all coming back now. The only thing I knew the Strowman was involved in the three-on-one somehow. Yeah, he was that. involved. You knew that. <laughs> uh, so we but. only have one more because it is worth noting that the SmackDown uh, Tag Championships and the Raw Women's Championship was technically have never been uh, vacated. Um, because Becky, Becky Lynch, Lynch, no, because technically she gave it gave to Oscar. It was never vacated because of a reason. 
It was a direct handoff. It was a direct handoff. That's fair. So I I, I did want to get that out of the way first because in my mind, it's like it was never lost because she came back and she was like, I didn't lose. Uh, So I was kind of like, okay, you know, this works or whatever. Uh, So there is only one more left, and that is the SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay. Okay. Happened eight days into their reign. Mm -hmm. They were the fourth person to hold the championship. Mm-hmm. They won by defeating Alexa Bliss. And they would win it again later at a WrestleMania. They won the SmackDown title at WrestleMania. They would win it again at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Beat Alexa Bliss. They only held it for nine days, you said? Nine days. Eight days, sorry. Eight days. Uh, I'll just say Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's a good guess. It's Naomi. Oh yeah, I remember the vacant. Naomi vacated. It was a uh, it was a knee injury or something. She came back. She won it at Mania in her, in Orlando. Yeah, in her home. And yeah, everyone was like, Woo. "Yep, it's all it's all there." I'll come back. But those are all our uh, WWE title vacancies. Uh, cool. I refuse to leave and look into the Wikipedia page for the twenty four seven championship. So I didn't even try. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, do you want me to give you some trivia now? Uh, no, let's go back to another list. Don't come back with some trivia afterwards. Okay. We'll bounce all over. Yeah, time. let's do that. Okay. You pick the next list. Uh, my next top list is going to be, uh, we have this one right here, top five matches seen in person. One, two, three, four, five. We're making some lists and we're talking some job. It's about the wrestlers and the wrestling things from the inside, outside, lower the ring. Ooh. Uh, which is a good one, Mike. You have, now you certainly have far more experience than I do. Uh, seeing matches in person, you know, so mine are a little isolated to like three different shows, but that's okay because that's all what it's that's about. Okay. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Uh, so coming in at number five for me is from NXT Takeover Toronto. It was Io Shirai taking on Candice LeRae. There was nothing on the line except pride, guts, and some hard hitting action. Meltzer gave it four and a quarter. Yeah, no, I remember it being uh, it, that in the main event where the top two matches. It spilled out onto the ring, onto like the side at one point. You know, they were going up against the barrier, moving themselves back into the ring. I just remember uh, it was just fucking aces. Yeah, it was great match. Yeah, agreed. Okay, my number five. Uh, yeah, this is one that you weren't there for. This was before the show existed. Uh, Cody Rhodes was still in WWE, but it doesn't involve him. But uh, it was the storyline of him versus the authority, and he had been kicked out of WWE. Uh, so, like, Dusty Rhodes was trying to get him back, and then Goldust makes his return for the first time in like 12 years. Uh, so, Monday Night Raw in Toronto, we get Goldust fighting for Cody Rhodes' job against Randy Orton. And this was the one that put Goldust back on the map. We were like, wow, this guy's <laughs> still got it. Back like on the map. The stuff the that map. led to him versus Cody. Yeah. 
this this is a sleeper hit match here. Uh, yeah, just gold dust Randy Orton on Raw. It was amazing. At one point, he hits the crossroad. You think he's going to beat Orton, but Orton still gets the win. Crushes your hopes. And they did such a good job. There was this family sitting in front of me. It was like two kids, a little boy and girl who they've never seen Goldust before. But they got so invested in the match. They were just like, come on, Goldust, do it for your family. <laughs> do it, I was like, that's do right. it for your dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, hell yeah, little boy. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a great match. Fun story. And uh, yeah, that was it. That's fun. Damn, that's fun. Uh, let's go number uh, th- uh, four for me. Uh, was the um, was the exact same show. You're going to be seeing a lot of that. Uh, it was <laughs> the exact same show, but we got a North American title match between Velveteen Dream, Peter Dune, and Roderick Strong. Yeah. You recall this one, too. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, fantastic triple threat action. Of course, you know, the... Uh, you know, no one can get DQ'd, so things get a little bit crazy at some point. Everyone's breaking <laughs> up pins. I think Velveteen Dream actually ended up retaining. I think I was definitely hoping for Roderick Strong just to, because I think at that point that was, was all he was the last one. You yeah. know, so we just we, <laughs> we were all hoping we bit. just wanted it to happen <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah. it, it never did, but it still entertained. Yeah, that whole night was great. Uh, so that brings me to my number four, another show uh, from before. Uh, I'm talking about Roadblock, the first ever Roadblock. Uh, pay-per-view we've seen a couple times, but the first ever one was in Toronto. Not even at the Scotiabank. It was at the Coca-Cola Coliseum where really? we're going to be for Dynamite. So it was interesting. It was like this mini pay-per-view that happened, uh, you know, when Roman Reigns was on his way to main event against Triple H for the title. But before that, we had Roblox. The main event was Triple H versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE title. And uh, there's one moment where Ambrose hits the Dirty Deeds. He makes the cover. The ref pretty much counts three, but then he just waves it off because Dean's foot was under the rope by like a toe. And everyone in the arena was just going wild. It was crazy. Really? Yeah, Dean would have been, yeah, Dean Ambrose would have been super over by like at that point. Yeah, yeah. This was like the Shields. Uh, they had broken up, but they were still, you know, all... All top guys, as they still are. Damn. Eh, he would go on to wait. That that was when Triple H was the champion, sh- and then like, cause he he won at the Rumble that that prior Rumble, yeah. right? Yeah. So this was between that and WrestleMania 32. Cool. Very very cool. Uh, let's go to number three for me then. Um, this one was this this was a fantastic match. It was not the outcome that either one of us had seen coming, uh, and it was uh, the I think the only time I've. Sorry, I'm just thinking right now. Yeah, it would be the only time we've actually seen a championship change hands. Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar in the main event of SummerSlam 2018. 2018? 2019? 2019? 2019? I think 20. Uh, yeah. yeah, just for us to be, I don't know, that was a whole, like, a whirlwind of emotions, right? Because, like, Brock Lesnar came out, like, Seth was babyface. When Brock Lesnar came out, and we're Probably. cheering for him anyways. Yeah, everyone was booing <laughs> Seth. Everyone but then he Seth, wins, but then... and, like, we, I don't, I don't, neither one of us expected that, and then, like, to the actually. Match was just so good. To, they turned it all around. To see a world championship change hands, you know, you're just, that, that was a whole other 
thing. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's a check mark there. I put on the, the bingo card. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To see. And, and like at that time, like only like six dudes had held that belt. So it's like, oh, kind of yeah. slightly more, uh, you know, uh, yeah. no, whatever. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, so my number three match going to Survivor Series here in Toronto. Uh, I'm talking about the traditional five on five. Survivor Series for the men. I'm not going to name you all the guys that were in it, but you had all the Shield members, Shane McMahon, pretty much all the big guys, Randy Orton. Uh, and it's pretty widely regarded as the best Survivor Series match, like ever, after a traditional one. It was like 53 minutes long, just crazy spots all over the place. Shield reuniting to powerbomb someone through a table. and The whole <laughs> match was just amazing. The best five-on-five Survivor Series match ever. Wow. Who was uh, who are the teams? Do you do you remember all of them offhand? Uh, or? The oh, okay, no, just, like just Jericho those. was in there, Shane O'Mac, Orton, all the Shield guys. Uh, yeah, all the big guys at the time. Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's go to my uh, let's go to my number two here um, from uh, this year's Raw. I gotta go Edge, Damian Priest for this one. This one pure, purely not or like not only in ring action, but it was the the atmosphere. The atmosphere for mm-hmm. this one was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that combined with the great in ring action, seeing the Canadian perform, it was just kind of like it clicked all of those. You know, nothing was on the line but pride. It just cl- it just hit <laughs> even it hit a Canadian destroyer. Even hit a destroyer like that was that was pretty damn cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably also awesome. because I bet Damon Priest is like a year younger than Edge. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> Something um, like that. Yeah, but either way, this was uh, yeah such a fun match to to see. And uh, yeah, got to agree. Number two, love it. Yeah, that was your number two, right? Yeah. So my number two, uh, going back to Survivor Series, uh, I'm talking about one of the biggest shocks of all time, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. The match is only about a minute long, but I still put it at number two just because, I mean, nobody in that building saw it coming. It was insane. People were jumping out of their chairs. Like, no one even cared that the main event went only a minute long because it was that damn crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you you got you got to see one of one of the crazier things. Yeah, like next to Undertaker's streak being broken, this was one of the biggest shocks I think ever. I mean, this was Goldberg's return after whatever fifteen years away when he was still fresh and exciting to see again. And pretty much everyone just thought Lesnar was going to beat him, get his win back from all those years ago, but it went so far in the opposite direction. It was just insane. Yeah, and just, you know, we can picture, you know, he gets pushed down those couple times, and he's like, oh, spear, yeah. spear, fucking done. Yeah, like, what a, what a huge, what a huge booking move. Yeah, uh, ballsy. I can't believe, yeah, it's great to see Brock Lesnar on this list now twice, also. Two separate Brock uh, Lesnar matches. Yeah, yeah. He's earned it, man. He's the He's one of the guys, like we said earlier, when he comes in the room. You know shit's going down. Yeah. He works hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he works on it. Uh, 
Uh, which leaves my number one match uh, from, uh, you know, it was just a fucking 51-minute banger in the prime of two of these people's careers. Or maybe you could even say they're still in their prime, but it will always be their prime to me. It was Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in their two out of three falls match at NXT TakeOver Toronto. First fall was a, uh, I believe, a tradition. it was traditional wrestling. So it was just like yeah. a pinfall. And then I believe the third one uh, was a submission match. The second one, yeah. Second one, sorry. And then the third one, <laughs> they really upped the ante, was the <laughs> all the fucking weapons on the cage match. Uh, yeah, whatever yeah. that um, means exactly. <laughs> cage match where they threw in all the extra weapons for us and we knew uh, we knew it was coming before it came because you know of course they had yeah. it rigged up before but as soon as we <laughs> saw that we, yeah we would have just <gasps> wasn't there a big spot where they had like a platform so platform the big the, the big spot at the end was table on the ground or table in the ring and then a table laid across the corner of the of the cage and then they yeah. went off one and in through the other <laughs> yeah big bump there uh yeah that was a lot of fun that match yeah just an incredible moment uh and we saw it we saw it and then it was one of those like you know they were both passed out but adam cole's arm was like slightly over johnny gargano it was one of those types of finishes <laughs> yeah. you know yeah that was it it was so incredible i'll i'll give you my number one <laughs> Uh, the only repeat between the two of us on this match, or on this top five, because uh, I liked it, I guess, a bit more than you, that Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. I've gone back, I've watched it probably three times since we saw it live, just, it was that good at turning a crowd around, and yeah, like Seth Rollins, I mean, going in, he, like 10% of the crowd was cheering for him, by the end it was like 90%. It was just that damn good. Damn, I need to get myself that network, you know? Because, yeah, sometimes there are. <laughs> I was trying to think about this list, and, you know, I you know, I was going through this list, and I was looking on YouTube, looking to find the best kind of clips that I can. And it was pretty good, <laughs> you know? But I think a couple of these, yeah, I would love to fully re-watch the Adam yeah. Cole Gargano. I mean, all of the, all, I, I mean, all of them I just mentioned. I would love to fully re-watch <laughs> everything, yeah. Yeah, most of these I've watched at least once since after the event, so... Uh, but yeah, you know, a uh, couple that just missed the list, that Edge and Damian Priest one for me. Yeah, that's probably around six or seven. And of course, the Fiend versus Finn Balor, that one just missed as well. Yeah, that so that, that would be the match that, you know, is on the list, but just because of how fucking cool it yeah. was. <laughs> but uh, that was that. I mean, who knows if we had done this episode two weeks from now after... Uh, the dynamite we're going to, we might have some new candidates. There could be some new. There could be match. We'll match the year candidates always on a fucking episode yeah. of Dynamite. Apparently, but I mean the 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 one match they've announced so far: Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson oh, for I the popped, Ring of Honor. I title. popped so hard last night when I heard him say that. <laughs> yeah, that. Um. All right. First of all, now I care about first, the Ring of Honor title. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it was a fucking incredible match with Bandito. Let's get Bandito around oh, yeah. here more. And let's bring him to Toronto. Let's bring him to Toronto. Why the hell not? <laughs> yeah, but fucking, we're getting Danielson. We get to sing Judas and watch Brian Danielson. Like, yeah, I don't even know who the crowd's going to be cheering for. They're going to love both guys. I don't know who I'm going to cheer for. Yeah, it's a dilemma. We're going to get fucking MJF in a fucking Austin Matthews jersey. 
<laughs> shitting on how we takes. never make the play. And he's going to say, like, fucking Leafs, eh? Don't know how to get past the first round. And I'm going to go, woo. <laughs> I'm going to cheer so hard for the amount of shit that he's going to talk about us. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was that was a great other top five list. Uh, Mike, should we take a break? Sure, let's well, take a break. Let's take a break. Come back with uh, a couple other little games and tidbits, and uh, finish off the show the right way. We'll be right back. Back here with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for checking out the break. God, of uh, you know, on uh, this big episode 200, we're going back. We're playing all the hits and even talking about the Ring of Honor World Championship. Apparently, possibly the <laughs> only time, first and maybe even only time, uh, you know, what kind of come up on the podcast. Yeah. Because even we'll when see. Ring of Honor becomes its own thing, like we can't do Ring of Honor. No, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, you agree. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it, of course. Yeah, but uh, no. (laughs) Let's get in. uh, Let's get into the other stuff, though. Let's get into the other stuff of the show. I've poured myself my 200th drink for my 200th episode. (laughs) Jk, that would be a too many. That'd be about 200 (laughs) too many. If it's alcohol. Uh, if it's yeah, of course. Well, even 200, 200 glasses of water. Now, I have heard that you can drink. You can drink too much water. Is this true? Uh, yeah, I've heard. I mean, I've heard. Like your body you can die. You can like overhydrate. Yeah, like your body has a carrying capacity for anything. Like, if you drink yeah. too much, it's something like if you drink too much water, your kidneys can't get rid of the water. It's like it's something you know. Yeah, it's like. It's like your organs drown or something. It, yeah, it's literally like your yeah, it's literally like your uh it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like if I you mean, drink it's one of those things, too uh, much. It's one of those things. It might have been like urban legend cuz I remember hearing it would be like people on ecstasy and they're like drinking water all night. They don't know that they're not dehydrated. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure there is. It's like toxic shock or I don't know. Exactly. You like it sounds like it's possible. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep rolling on, Mike. Uh, let's roll on. First, let's, uh, do some, you, cause you, you had some for me, some trivia. Trivia. Woo! Trivia. Woo! Yeah, it's just some simple trivia today. I mean, it's hard to even remember all the stuff that I've done in the past. <laughs> oh, in terms the of questions. there was a, if there was a repeat. Yeah, but uh, I think this is some fresh stuff. I think I've done this, but not these particular ones. Fantastic. I'm going to give you some catchphrases, and you're going to tell me where they originated from, which wrestler or group. Okay. Uh, So we'll start off with a simple one, but, you know, maybe it's so common now that you might forget where it started. So uh, who invented Too Sweet? Too Sweet Whoop Whoop? Just too sweet. Uh, right, because... The whole phrase of too sweet. Right, because it wasn't from the Bucks. Oh, God, maybe it was. I don't know. I'll tell you that much, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was... Uh, like, wasn't it? Okay, because... 
like uh see my thought is the fucking uh who are those guys it's fucking like scott hall kevin nash triple h those guys what, what are they called uh the click the click right because they yeah. they did the they did the bullet club logo like the thing like the rock on thing so maybe yeah. they also invented the two suite because i remember on that dx uh um hall of fame induction they kept like the crowd was going too sweet and he was like that's stupid or so, or something like that like he commented about <laughs> it in a way that um you know was like hey it's like it's dumb or whatever the hell that was yeah so i'm going so that oh were you gonna say no yeah go ahead you're going with you're going with that yeah so i'm gonna guess i i the click and i don't know if it's one of yeah. all of them no, well, you're right. That's who it was. The group, the four of them, Sean, Michaels, Triple H, Kevin Nash, Scott Kevin Hall, Nash. That was the last one I was forgetting about. Yeah. Sean Maltman was kind of there as well. He was the fifth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean Maltman. But, yeah, they invented it. It was their thing. And then it carried over to uh, NWO afterwards. They, they That was kind of like their thing as well. Nash and Hall. Like, they, yeah, they took it over there. And then at some yeah. point, the Bullet Club Seriously. started doing it also. But, uh, yeah, you got it. The click. Uh, so let's go to our next catchphrase. Who coined the term, at least uh, in wrestling, slobber knocker? Slobber knocker. Um, I don't even know what that means. Like, I feel like I know what that means. <laughs> it's like this match is a real slobber knocker. Right. I'm picturing dudes just kind of like, <laughs> be like beating each other up until they're like drooling or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For yeah, like in my mind, it's got to be a it's got to be commentary who would have come up with it. Uh, and honestly, the only picture person I can picture saying it is Jr. So I think in my <laughs> mind, I'm, I'm going over like, oh, what a real sovereign. Like just in my mind, I can hear him saying that, and that was yeah. really the first thing that popped out there. I gotta say, Jr. Good old Jim Ross. Cool. That's who it is. Cool. Yeah, we got a real slobber knocker. <laughs> oh, slobber knocker. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one's simple, but maybe its simpleness will deceive. Uh, whose catchphrase was bang? Bang. Just bang. Just bang. Ah, I got nothing. I got nothing on this. They come one. out. They do. They do their. They do their pose, and then bang. That's kind of like they do their little hand gesture. And so it's bang. not not boom. <laughs> no, it's clearly a, it's bang. It's a bang, not a boom. Bang. It's a bang. 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 Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe I can hear something like in my head, or I'm just like making it up, you know, to sound like something. Yeah. Bang. Bang. <laughs> uh, can you can you give me a hint of some kind? If uh, if, if anything, they're still they're still uh, active. They're an older wrestler. They're still they don't wrestle really. I mean, okay, they could show up on TV now and then as like a legend burn, doing something. Uh, uh, their move, their finishing move, you see all the time. By other people. Their finisher you see all the time. Whose finisher you see all the time? Uh, a spear? 
Britney Spears a lot. Bang. You do. Bang. But. Who, who did Spears? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I really, I really got nothing on this one. That's okay. Well, the move was the cutter, the diamond cutter, because the man is Diamond Dallas Page. DDP, okay. Would he do little he finger little guns and go bang? No, he like makes a spade, you know? He, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thumb in his finger, like the 303 logo. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the 303. Not too long ago, I was trying to t- mention the 303 logo, and I did the gesture, and like it, it went over their head, and they were still like, I don't get it. And then I kind of had to like turn my hands around to myself, and I was like, yeah, because like three fingers. I'm making yeah, an O, the and then three more fingers. Like, and they're like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. I'm like, oh, I feel late. I had to explain this to somebody. This is terrible. Yeah. Well, this next one might be terrible if if the bang was hard, because my next one is bang, bang. Uh, bang, bang. That is, uh, that's Cactus Jack. Well, there you go. I the knew second that bang one. makes it much easier. The second, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what? In my head, in my head, I was hearing, uh, uh, um, uh, fuck, what am I trying to say? When, when I was trying to picture Bang, I was trying to picture there's a, ba- a basketball uh, play-by-play announcer named uh, Mike Breen. Have you heard of this man? Maybe. So he I've sa- probably heard of Call. Yeah, so, so he, he, yeah, you would have heard him Call, and he says Bang. But in my mind, when you were asking who says bang, I was hearing him say it, and that's why it sounded so familiar. Because so he says bang, but only in like the, the most extreme, like the the most clutch moments. Like he's he yeah. he says it. Let's say if he he'll say it once every six, seven, like ten games, maybe. Like it's it, it is pretty rare, you know, for somebody who does play yeah. by play. You gotta you gotta search you gotta search Mike Breen Bang. It's like his holy Mackinac. It's his holy Mackinac. And then sometimes <laughs> if you get the double like the double bang, that's the rare <laughs> one. Like like it happened uh there was a game in the bubble where the uh, the Mavericks clawed back from the fucking Clippers. And Luka Doncic carried them throughout the fourth quarter into overtime and then put like a like a five feet outside the three-point line he had defender in his hand defender in his face knocks the three to like secure the victory and mike brain just yells bang bang <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta look you gotta look that guy but bang but bang but proving to be a uh an impactful word yeah whether I don't you don't have a triple bang. Whether you, oh, man, a triple bang. I don't even know. Bang, that, bang, bang. That would break uh, <laughs> even Mike Breen's scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got two more for you here. Uh, this one, uh, I think they've abandoned this catchphrase, but it was around for a little bit. Okay. Who said, welcome to the ball pit? Welcome to the ball pit. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a weird one. Uh, okay, I, I absolutely do not know. So what I'm gonna say oh. is this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm this where where my mind went. I'm connecting <laughs> professional wrestling with welcome to the ball pit. I'm picturing uh maybe it's like a horror movie or a gag or something somewhere where there's a ball pit 
and some there's like a snake in there and you can't see it and it's gonna go around <laughs> and it's gonna bite you so i gotta say jake the snake <laughs> <laughs> uh no, good guess though. I think he <laughs> like I think he did mention snake pits before. Snake, snake pit, pits. but yeah, can can you picture the very specific thing I'm thinking of? Yeah, I can I can picture it. Maybe but, I uh, think it's a we, gag on Jackass. They uh, put they, they definitely did that to Bam Margera. They put a python or like a cobra <laughs> in oh, right. a fucking oh, yeah, ball one. pit, and I think Knoxville yeah. gets the shit kicked Knoxville out of him or shit bitten out of him. Yeah, uh, but no, we were looking for Shotzi Blackheart. Damn. Used to say it in NXT. Why? Uh, what Didn't is? Really catch yeah. Up. What's the ball pit? What's the meaning? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> so I just put it on there as one that would stand out. Yeah, it could be a song, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You said horror movie. I know she's really big into horror movie stuff. So. Well, but then a horror movie, and I, I said horror movie, but I clearly meant Jackass. So maybe she also likes yeah. Jackass. Maybe it's just a literal <laughs> ball pit, like kids. Like we, she used to come wee, out on her tank. Wee, She's having wee, fun. Wee, Let's jump in the wee. ball pit. Uh, anyways, my final one of the night. Uh, this man used to go around. Well, I already told you it's a man, so there you go. He, he would call everyone slap nuts. Is the name slap nuts? <laughs> slap nuts. Like way to go, slap nuts. That was his insult. That that was his choice of insult. Um, yeah. Slap nuts. That sounds like something like fucking. Uh, you know what? That sounds that sounds like a fucking Hickenbottom original to me, <laughs> personally. Like uh, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels. No, uh, good guess though. Uh, it was actually Double J Jeff Jarrett. Nah, damn. Yeah, I was off. <laughs> Either way, uh, somebody who's way too cocky. I think that was really my yeah. main. It was just such a weird insult that I slap nuts. <laughs> slap like, nuts. Yeah, it's the. It's. I mean, it's not bad. No. Slap yeah. nuts. It's unique. That's why I picked. Give it. your balls a tug. Slap nuts. You know. I don't know. <laughs> it could work. Yeah. But uh, there you go. You got you got most of them, right? A couple hard ones in there. Uh, yeah, a couple. Yeah, the, yeah, it's either like I knew it right away or I didn't uh, yeah. with some of those, especially some of those older ones. Yeah, I tried to do a little blend of old and new. But anyways. Yeah. That was my trivia for you. Fantastic. Well, uh, let's move on to um, something else. Let's move on then to... Uh, how about we move on to a uh, a top four? Okay. Because Mike, you had suggested that we bring to you uh, our top f- uh, our our four horse women ranking. I mean, I'll do four horse men too. Uh, Anderson, uh, Anderson, no, Anderson, Tully, uh, <laughs> Flair, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> or or do uh, you go Anderson Flair? Or sorry, Anderson Tully, Anderson Flair. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gonna be one of those two. Uh but the four horse women, uh God, I wish there was five to truly round out this <laughs> uh the ability to do this list. So I'm gonna kick this one off here. Coming in at number four. Uh I'm gonna put Sasha Banks down here at four. Um I think because she she would have been going on before I got here, and then I got here, and everything's always good, but it's this thing where she never defends the title remember she's had this kind of phobia of def- of like winning a title defense uh yeah she did but then she broke it 
Exactly, right? It's sort of these like, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, in my scope, Sasha Banks is always booked on, you know, booked less than it should be. She had a great year during the COVID era. <clears throat> Do not get me wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't really fault her for her booking. Well, exactly. You can, but you know, it's yeah. You you yeah, got you got we, we got we got to work with what we got. We got to use what we got. We got to work what what yeah. we work what we work with. You know. <laughs> yeah, man, it's your list. Uh, Sasha Banks, number four for you. Number four for me, of course, none other than Charlotte Flair. Probably one of my most hated women in the division. Uh, she's a tremendous athlete. I know that she's a good wrestler, but I hate the character. I hate any time she wins a match and a title, which is too often. <laughs> which is... So Charlotte Flair, thir- number four. 13 times or something? <laughs> yeah, too many. <laughs> 13 too many. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Coming in at number three <laughs> for me. Uh, I mean, this, yeah, the whole, this whole list is tough. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all great. Exactly. Four of po- possibly the four strongest performers that have ever performed. Like uh, f- the four strongest female performers ever. You could argue yeah. that you know if you yeah. if you are trying to make a top five list, I'm sure it's these four plus one other one. Uh, you know <laughs> exactly right. You'd be hard pressed to find like anything else. So coming in coming in here at number three, I'd put Becky Becky Lynch at number three. Um, exactly, it's exactly. It's so hard at this point. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch has had God, she had that fucking TLC match with Oscar, of course, working back and forth with Charlotte. Oh, God, like everything she does is incredible. But I think maybe, uh, the one lack would maybe be the on the mic thing. Maybe, maybe that's maybe why she's on number three for me. She's great on the mic. But maybe it wasn't enough to move her into that second position or even first position. I'm not sure. But Becky Lynch, number maybe three. You don't like you don't like the accent, maybe. I don't know. Accent is great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not prejudiced kidding. to, uh, to I'm countries of origin. <laughs> My number three. I'm gonna go with Bailey. Uh, I mean, she's great. You know, her whole babyface run, mostly in NXT. That's when everyone loved her. The main roster didn't. Go quite the same, but then she switched it up and became one of the best heels in the division. Had that awesome title reign uh, during the COVID era. Uh, yeah, you know, she's not, she's probably the least flashy of the four, but she's just solid at everything, good all around. Uh, pretty good on the mic, good in the ring. So, yeah, Bailey's number three. Yeah, like you said, yeah, that incredible reign there to uh, really cement her, uh, her legacy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming in at number two for me, uh, for all the reasons that you just praised and more, uh, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. Like you said, maybe maybe the uh, not as strong in the ring as some of these other as some of these some of these other performers, uh, but that but I think possibly the strongest one here in that character Mike work type of world. Ding dong, hello. Yeah. <laughs> was was it was a great show. Great segment. One of the few good possibly. Talk shows uh, yeah, uh, it was right up there with Corey Graves' electric chair. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I think yeah, and that fucking that massive 350 plus or th- maybe even closer to 400 day rain that she had taking us through, um, you know, the early parts of that COVID dude era. I think she's great. I love the, sh- I love the fact that we booed the shit out of her uh, <laughs> when she came to, she was in baby, she was baby face when she came to uh, Toronto and then we saw her just a couple, uh, you know, just a month ago in full heel. Incredible yeah. performer all around Bailey. Good stuff. Number two. Uh, I'm going to have to go Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, I love everything about her. Probably one of the best. I mean, her rise to the top as a babyface, one of the most natural, most over, especially at those times. Um, and yeah, you know, she's great in the ring, great on the mic. I like her both. I love her entrance music, love everything. Uh, number two, Becky Lynch. Number two with a bullet, Becky Lynch. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, yeah. That's that. Those are those are the types of things we'll never forget. You know uh, that um, that fucking uh, you know Nia Jax punching the shit out of her, right? <laughs> Possibly you know, and like we've said before, the best thing Nia Jax ever done for professional wrestling was beating the sh- was you know punching uh, <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch in the face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. Uh well yeah well that leaves that leaves our final ones from 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 worst to first from last to fast one man's fours another man's one uh Charlotte Flair to me is just just to per to me I and I don't know why and again like I said you know the, the, the this list is almost like interchangeable given any day of the week or whatever it is. But, like, she can just do shit that nobody else in the division can. Like, physically, acrobatically, uh, athletically. And it's just this thing where I can just feel it. Because maybe, maybe what it is, Charlotte never goes, like, these three never, these four never go at each other much anymore. So I see Charlotte in the ring with some newbie. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, like, Charlotte's doing everything. She's making you look fantastic, and you're doing nothing in between. Charlotte Flair is kind of like the Ray Phoenix of women's wrestling, where it's like, she'll make you look amazing whatever you do. Because they are that good. If she ever sells for you. Yeah, but she doesn't. she's too good. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the mic, yeah, exactly. The same type of character always, you know. I wonder what I wonder what it, what it would have been like to, like, while it was happening, watching Ric Flair. You know, was he always the same type of character, but his character was so immortalized that he never had to change who he was because that was just him? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. You know, you can't be good at everything, but I think uh, personally, Charlotte delivers uh, every single time for me. Uh, so she's got to be number one. All right. Well, just like on, I mean, this our our both of our lists were literally completely inverted. They were lit, not not complete. They were literally inverted, from worst to first, yeah. from last to fast. Mike, who is your number one? Sasha Banks, number one. She's the boss. Uh, one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Uh, I mean, her and Bianca to me, those are the top two, and it's not even close. Um, but yeah, Sasha Banks, the boss from NXT to the main roster. She hasn't always been treated well, but she's uh, she delivers when the bell rings. Well, and all four, yeah, like like we had said, 
you're compiling a top five list of all, you know, of the history of the sport. And these four women plus somebody else is on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's truly it. So that was that. Fantastic. Four horsewomen. Yeah, fun stuff. Love seeing it. Uh, where, where to now? I guess uh, we've only got a couple things left. Should we uh, play a round of Would You Rather? I'll start you off here. Uh, we all know the game. I'll give you two choices, and you pick what you'd rather have. Pretty much. <laughs> That's literally the explanation of the game. So here's your first scenario. Uh, would you rather Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks never return to AEW? Or they do come back, but MJF and FTR leave forever? Oh, wow. This one's hard. Wow, this is that this wow, you're you're not pulling any punches early on. So on the first so on the one hand, you know, we'd get to keep Kenny. But on the other hand, we would lose See, I feel like the MJF thing is the real hurt of it. You know, FTR, you know, they're not to say that they're certain they're they are in the the midst of their prime. Um you know, however they've you know, they've they weren't always here. They haven't been here since the beginning. I think, you know, losing MJF would be the losing the guy who was there from the beginning. And then also alongside Kenny and the Bucks. Um, and you mean leaving AEW, right? You don't mean stopping professional wrestling always, forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, just leaving AEW. Leaving AEW. Uh, never to return. Never to return. See, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I would rather Kenny and the Bucks leave. Okay. I think. So what it is is because, like, there's this thing where, like, MJF wouldn't play in front of WWE. He just wouldn't. He would like WWE would have to change their entire model of what they do to make a guy like MJF be like commercially viable to them. I believe MJF could be one <laughs> of the best characters that has ever existed in the fucking business. The kid's 26 yeah. years old or something like that, right? Like, this is going to be dynamite for the next two and a half decades. The thing is, like, there's not a single MJF promo that you could do in WWE. You just can't. They have too many commercial. They have too many commercial interests, who financially back them because they are a family-oriented business, right? And but he doesn't really go after any products. He just insults the crowd. Yeah, but 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 but, no. But it's that thing of like. it's it's that thing of you know um, they wouldn't you wouldn't want to sponsor WWE if they were the type of show who had a character who acted in a certain way. Right, it's like when you yeah. it's like when you see a clean cut athlete in a interview, 
that you know you don't want you know they have media training you know they you you don't want Austin Matthews dropping fuck bombs and saying oh that shit over there fucking uh, but because oh no like Gatorade doesn't want a guy who swears in his post conference or post game interview or whatever you know you want somebody who is presentable to be marketed and I think WWE is that's what that that's what that their kind of current current and I'm gonna say, again I'm saying their current model is that. Um, so yeah, like if M, you know, I, I don't think MJF is going to leave for WWE. I think AEW will pay him whatever that he has to be paid. And they kind of have that freedom of like, yeah, they're not, they're not making as much money, but that's okay. Cause it's actually kind of giving them more, you know, the ability to do more violent matches or to have characters act in a certain way that is different. So God, that is hard, though. So you're picking MJF. I, I got to pick. I'd rather MJ. Yeah, but really, it's for MJF. MJF's <laughs> yeah, future. Yeah. FTR is a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had to have a team to go with the Bucks. Yeah, you need a team to go with the Bucks. God, I hope. Uh, how many uh, How many more days until, what, we're at probably like 20-ish days until uh, uh, um, Dynamite in Toronto? It's like less than two weeks, 13 days. Really? It's that far, that short, eh? October 12th. I haven't really been looking that forward to my calendar, October 12th. Yeah, well, make sure you mark it off. Oh, yeah, it it is marked off. Yeah, <laughs> I just, you know, I have it just. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's coming soon, man. Wow. That is pretty damn close. Next week's Dynamite's the go-home show to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, Mike. So yeah, here's here's a here here's one for you. Maybe not as much of a thought th- uh, provoker. Just you know, what would you uh, rather be doing, uh, Mike? So Mike, would you rather be a uh, a WWE official or a WWE announcer? Play by play or color? I'll give you either option. Like commentary. Commentary, exactly. Uh, um, I think I'd probably prefer commentary. A bit more, uh, you know, you're not involved in the match and, you know, keeping things on the rails. You just kind of watch and comment. And uh, especially now that Vince McMahon's gone, you have some more creative freedom. You can kind of go off the cuff a bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I could use my wrestling knowledge for that, so commentary table is where I'd like to sit. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'll give you another one. Um, Would you rather uh, you have to paint your face like Sting and it's permanent so it's there for the rest of your life. Okay. uh, Or your significant other uh, permanently has Abaddon's makeup on. Ooh, Abaddon. <laughs> That's a rough look. Yeah, it's permanent. But it's permanent. Uh, one thing I would like to point out is that, uh, and this was a this was a stat that was brought to my attention. It's funny you mentioned Abaddon. This stat that brought was brought to my attention not too long ago. Um, did you know Abaddon and Athena? The record. Pardon? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say Abaddon. Has the same amount of losses as Athena in her in their yeah. Respective. I was gonna say her record's like 
crazy, like thirty and two or something. Like yeah, that. it's it's like thirty nine and three. And the only three matches she had on TV, she lost pretty much. But exactly, she just she she ha, she is the fuck. She's better. She's more wins than Jade Cargo. Uh, and uh, yeah, and Athena has like yeah three losses or something. Damn. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I like. She's a cool character. I'd like to see her more on. It TV. must be building thirty-five and three. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely way more wins, but the same amount of losses, which I thought was surprising. Yeah. She's on dark all the time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, so Abaddon, uh, Ab- Abaddon or Sting? Um, uh, Your face or hers? Yeah, pretty much my face <laughs> or hers. I'm gonna say, give me the Sting. Right. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, main reason being, like, um, if, if you know, like, if I, if we both of us have massive face tattoos, <laughs> uh, we're both gonna have like navigate careers, you know. And I would rather, yeah. you know, I'll take that hit in terms of like <laughs> having to find a job that will hire me. Like, I don't want to do that to them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll take that hit because clearly thing. I made a deal with the devil, and <laughs> I, and happened. I'm the one uh, that uh, you know. So yeah, something <laughs> something happened. Yeah. Okay. God. God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next up here, uh, I I had a couple just kind of would you rather's, but uh, we're we're taking. Uh, Taking the same maneuver, but from uh, different people. Okay. So, uh, would you rather take a uh, Roman Reigns spear or an Edge spear? You're take. <laughs> you're taking it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like they both take pretty good care of you. Uh, I'll say I'll take Edge's, because. Uh, He's a bit older. Might not be as hard hitting. <laughs> I'm looking to protect myself. Yeah, no, that, and, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go with Edge. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you rather become the NXT champion or the Ring of Honor world champion? This is a good one. Uh, yeah, because Ring of Honor, I know nothing about, but NXT is like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not what it was, you know, it's kind of, it is this development, developmental thing, and maybe Ring of Honor would be perceived a little bit higher. Um, I'm gonna have to go, God, this one's tough. (laughs) I'm gonna have to go Ring of Honor, because you have, there's a, uh, you know, a long lineage that you can follow uh, uh, a, 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 a nice niche audience that are checking out the Ring of Honor shows and also you're going to get some uh, you're going to get some airplay on Dynamite yeah at least for now you'd have the uh, the larger audience with the Dynamite you know of course the until they eventually segment off into whatever or maybe they won't and it's going to be like a year of this right but just so I hope they do soon <laughs> but then do what? We got too many belts. A whole right fucking traveling show? I don't know. Just a Daily's Place dark. exclusive show? <laughs> Whatever they have to do. To I'm sure they're working on it. Hopefully. I'm sure they're working they on it. want that TV deal is all they're trying to get. Yeah, exactly. Could be that mm-hmm. too. 
Okay. okay. Let's uh, let's talk. Uh, we're talking V triggers. We're talking V triggers and C triggers. <laughs> if you had to take a V trigger from Kenny Omega or Mandy Rose, which <laughs> which one would you rather take for your own safety? Um, I mean, they both do it very well, very good. Uh, but you know, I mean, Kenny Omega's got some of that Japanese strong style in him. So uh, I think for the sake of my brain, I would take uh, the Mandy Rose version. Yeah, you, you think he's got some of that strong style in him? <laughs> just I just, mean, a, he, he just a little yeah. bit? <laughs> depends how much he wants to use at that moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it depends how much he chooses to. Yeah, Kenny Omega would kick the shit out of you. Yeah, so I'll take Mandy's, and then maybe after we can go out for a drink. Probably not. Oh, we'll see. Unless she wants a lawsuit. But uh, anyways, uh, how many more you got? Uh, that was probably going to be it for me. Okay, I'll give you one last. To close it out, uh, would you rather you can either only watch the pay-per-views of, your, of any wrestling show or only watch the weekly television? Damn, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Some of these, like, these WWE video package people are so good that sometimes it feels like I get the entire story surmised b- yeah. before I mean, the match. counting anyways. all brands, so you still get, like, 20 pay-per-views a year with all of them. You know, brands. especially, you know, so, yeah, you get at least, <laughs> you get the major four, plus, you, you get pretty much one a month. Pretty much. Yeah, plus AEW, where you're throwing those in, this NXT. Uh, and, you know, I guess with the TV, what do you risk? You risk silliness, but you you risk 24-7 championship. However, you miss the incredible... Pre- I mean, the world title changes on TV. It does. Though. It does. I'm not saying that, but what you miss is <laughs> yeah. you miss you miss the incredible promos. You miss the, yeah. uh, the subtle changes in a character as they turn from heel to babyface. Like, you miss a lot of the the storytelling element of what mm-hmm. we're seeing not just the hard-hitting in-ring athleticism right you miss the uh the compelling dramas of it all uh yeah, the, so, entire, the character build exactly no this is a this is a very close kind of thing um i'm gonna have to pick a uh, pay-per-view action though i think i'm gonna yeah, i think i'm gonna have to it, it it is very close you are right and i think both the, uh, uh, yeah, it's like quantity over quality. And, not that the quality's low. And but. the entire thing is you. The entire thing is a is a complete package. It's not yeah. just one thing or the other. However, and like you said, those video packages do a damn good. Sometimes job. they do. Catching you up. <laughs> sometimes yeah. they do. Uh, but yeah, I think you know you you do truly need the uh, the whole package to you know to kind of feel it all. But yeah, I'm gonna go pay per views. All right. Yeah, I'll agree on that one. Yeah, you'll agree. Uh, and that was all I had for that fun little segment brought back there. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So I think we should do. Uh, I think we should do one more list. How, how, how does that make you feel? We'll do one more list. Yeah. and we'll cut off the show. Uh, Finish the show. So I think we have one more for you, and this is the top five should have been world champions. One, two, three, four, five. We're making some lists and we're talking some job. It's about the wrestlers and the wrestling things from the inside, outside, lower the ring. Yes. So this and 
Okay, sorry, go on. I mean, I just want to establish a ground rule. I mean, I've been saying the last couple of weeks I don't count the Ring of Honor world title as a world title in this moment. So. Okay. You're free too if you would like, but I'm just throwing out that little. It might not even affect my list. I'm just throwing it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and NXT champ, I don't count either. So we're keeping it even. We're, oh, we're not? Yeah, the NXT champ. You're saying you can NXT. count whatever you'd like. <laughs> I am not counting. So what are you <laughs> counting? <laughs> so I guess what you're trying to say is what are you counting? I mean, I'm counting, counting NWA, WCW, WWE, AEW, New Japan. Okay. Those are pretty much the big five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who would like to start? Uh, I think you should kick this one off. All right. Number five. I'm going old school. This is one of the ones that might surprise some people. Like when you think of the name, how big he was, you're like, wow, he never won a world title anywhere? Because I'm talking about Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, I mean, the man has main evented WrestleManias, pay-per-views, one of the few guys to pin Hulk Hogan clean. Uh, I think I saw the other day, like, Piper himself's only been pinned, like, three times in his whole career, which is pretty crazy. Really? So, some crazy well, he numbers. Was, he, was, he was one of the... He, he was knocked out one time by, uh, uh, who, 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 who was that WrestleMania match against? He was in, like, a boxing match. <laughs> I think it was Mr. T. Mr. T. The next yeah. Year. yeah, I think uh, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was one of the top guys at the time and just never won any world title. Even during WCW's crazy years, he never won. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, congratulations to Roddy Roddy Piper for never winning, and you never <laughs> will. Um, so this list, yeah, this list, this list was a little, this was probably the more, most difficult one for me personally, um, mm -hmm. to create, you know, just cause I think my scope of, uh, professional wrestling is just, it's just a little different, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as long lasting and, you know, sort of, and these sort of should have been championed. Well, if, if somebody is still going and could do it in the next couple of years, do they count on this, a list like this? So I sort I of, mean, I, I have some active wrestlers on my list. I'll say that. So yeah, I tried to look more <laughs> in, I tried to really focus on the ebbs and flows of the ways that some people are pushed sometimes and like, ah, they should have won it then. Yeah, yeah, you know that kind of thing. Like that was the moment to put the fucking belt on him, and it never happened. But that's okay. But we're <laughs> actually going to kick off with an easy one. Uh, I know we said world champions, but I was just talking. I was just talking about brand champions, I guess, uh, because I never guess. I, I guess we never quite got to the Velveteen Dream being the NXT champion. Uh, yeah. You know, things ebbed and flowed in a different way, and then of course. I think by the time he was on the outs, you know, we were in with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. We had moved on a little bit, and it just never quite lined up for him. I really feel like he was – it felt like a time there that he was next in line. And it just Absolutely. it just never kind of came to fruition. So, you know, that's that. Yeah. No, I mean – and. Yeah, I would even go beyond. I think he could have even been a future main roster world champ as well. So, wow, even more. But we'll never know, really. High praise, lost. high praise. Yeah. All right, back to me for number four. Uh, this is one of those guys. He's still wrestling. He 
came, he had some big moments, came real close, won the Royal Rumble even. Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, he could have beat AJ, he could have beat Jinder. They should have given him the title at once during that year. Because, I mean, he's not getting any younger. He still wrestles, but I, I don't know if he'll ever touch the world title scene again. And when, was that, when was the last time he wrestled, I wonder? Yeah, is he hurt? I feel like we haven't seen him in a he bit. He must be hurt. They're all yeah, hurt. They're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or well, Rick Boogs. Haven't seen him. Uh, Rick Bo- well, no, I'm still watching him on YouTube. Don't worry. He's all good. Okay. Um, he's still recovering from his WrestleMania injury. Well, yeah, I'm just going to go right there. He was uh, Shinke Nakamura was also my number four. Oh, you are you right. You know, uh, the Rumble win was a big moment. And then the... I guess it can kind of go either way at fucking Mania, right? And it didn't go in his favor, but then... It turned into the, and then he lost. He lost a, again a, like a crown jewel, yeah. I think. And then it was should have won one of those matches. Exactly, he just lost, <laughs> and then lost, and, and then, at yeah. the time he was like one of the hottest guys in the industry, coming off that crazy NXT run. Everyone was loving him. They were singing his entrance music. And like you had said yeah. about the uh, fucking Jinder Mahal thing, how many times did the man have to take on Jinder Mahal and still not get a dub? Yeah, right. That's like pretty fucking ever. embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, that's that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that sucked. Uh, but Only yeah, Triple H was booking back then. Shinsuke Nakamura was my number four also. Unanimous. All right, that brings me to number three. Another modern guy. Um, I already gave you my caveats of what I count as a world title. So uh, this man never won it in his time in WWE. He came close. Samoa Joe. Uh, I know he had some injury troubles, but yeah, he had that great feud with Brock Lesnar and a couple other guys, and he was sniffing. He was coming close, but never quite pulled the trigger, and uh, maybe he never will get it. I don't know. There's a chance in AEW, but he's pretty, he's getting old. Yeah, I feel like he's just kind of injury prone. Is that crazy to yeah, say? This... You know, like he's he's a he's early 40s. He's a big dude. We all love him, but like... Yeah, he gets hurt. I mean, the other guys in the 40s don't get hurt all the time like him. So like AJ Styles is still going. AJ, Bobby Lashley, all these guys. Even Jericho. He's not hurt really. So That's a good but, point. Uh, still time. I'll give you, you still time, Samojo. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really nice to see something go for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at my number three, I'm going to put uh, Chris Jericho winning the IWGP heavyweight championship oh, yeah. you know uh yeah. it was a big when he left wwe post list of jericho and he moved over there and it was big news it was big news he did eventually win that intercontinental championship when his name was possibly the biggest it had ever been and now he seems to have moved on from new japan and maybe that time has now come and passed not to say it can't happen one day, but I think that there there was a definite time to capitalize on it, and it just never quite happened. Yeah, yeah, that probably would have been the moment if they were to do it. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I see that. All right, number two, going old school on this one. Uh, this was a guy just... You know, he was always, he flirted with the main event, one of the best intercontinental champions of all time. Uh, one of the smoothest wrestlers you'll ever see. I'm talking about Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Uh, 
you know, he was just, uh, he was around in a tough era where the title didn't change hands that often, and Hulk Hogan was hogging it all the time, and uh, he had some personal issues as well that got in the way, but, uh, I mean, to this day, guys like Dolph Ziggler and, uh, you know, he's a, he was just a tremendous athlete whose style is emulated by many to this day. He was called Mr. Perfect for a reason. I guess that's why it was called Mr. Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what is this, number three? This is number three, correct, uh, yeah. Number two? No, number two. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, number two for me uh, isn't too old school. And like we had just said, you know, we're not counting the Ring of Honor title or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're allowed. To do we are allowed, you. you know, and some of these <laughs> wrestlers are active. However, I have to say... I don't know how Cesaro never won a fucking world title mm-hmm. uh, in WWE, at least. You know, he's moved on. That isn't to say he can't win a world title f- later on in his life, even now. But he spent probably a good decade down there in WWE and never made it close. Never made it. Probably had some matches like a championship match but never so much so that was like i'm in a program where i'm going to win this or even have people believe i'm gonna win this uh he fought reigns for the universal title but we all know he wasn't gonna win exactly right it's amazing that a dude with so much skill just it it just never fucking happened and you're just looking at him like how how yeah many lesser men have held that title so i'm in agreement there damn crazy but yeah like we said still time in aew he's still of course yeah a lot of time yeah uh that brings me to my number one uh another older guy on my list uh yeah like i said it was harder to win the title back then this guy was one of the top guys uh across many brands wwe and wcw i'm talking about razor ramon slash scott hall never held the title you know, Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, all the other guys in the NWO got to hold it. Everyone else in the clique, except for X-Pac. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I love the character, the the smooth, the Razor's Edge finisher. People are still doing that to this day. Uh, I just, yeah, Razor Ramon, man, he could have been a good world champ. Yeah, I, that's surprising. I didn't know that he was never a uh, world championship until, or sorry, never a world yeah, champion. one of those guys. Yeah. Until you said that right there. Just because fucking um, Hogan probably, Hulk was hogging it? Um, He probably could have had it in WCW if he didn't fall off the wagon with a bunch of shit. Uh, he probably would have held it at some point at least. But his demons got the better of him for a while there. And uh, yeah, by the by the time he got better, it was his career was over. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, it's really too bad. All right, let's close this out with your number one. Oh God, I need to finish number one. Uh, yeah, th- like I said, this was a hard list because you know scope is different of um, you know guys who, yeah, just like I'm like, huh? You haven't. There's a difference between like, huh? You haven't won yet, and then also <laughs> like, uh, how wait? How did you not win yet? Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe this list may have been less of a top five. Like this this person isn't necessarily the the most I believe or whatever, uh, but falls into a similar Cesaro world 
um, where this person, this but this particular performer has jumped around all over the world and never won gold. I'm talking John Morrison. You look at oh, this yeah. dude's resume, and he's been everywhere you need to go. <laughs> A million different names. He's a Johnny this, Johnny that. John, he has a million names. He's a he can do the high flyers. He can he he, he can talk a great game. He's can, he can have yeah. a match with just about anybody. He can keep he can up do with, comedy. He can he he can do funny. He can do serious. He can keep up with even the most athletic of performers. It's just crazy yeah. that this guy was never involved in a main event scene somewhere. Uh, yeah, he's, he's up there with like Pac of like the athletic shit he can do. And I was Pac was also a very uh, Pac slash uh, Neville slash Neville, yeah. whatever you want to call him. He was also a kind Adrian of in a Neville. close like <laughs> you see you see a guy who just has so much fucking talent, and it's just like yeah, he should obviously he is the best. Therefore, why isn't he holding the best thing that people want? Uh, he's exactly, yeah, he's, this guy's in one of those exact kind of categories. And I'm sure the dude's like 40 now and he could still probably fucking rock. Yeah. He's, he's another one of them that's, he's still got some time. I mean, exactly. And actually, no, uh, no, that, uh, yeah, I don't know actually. Well, dude, you, uh, with a body like, <laughs> still with a body shape. like that, he could be 25 years old. Yeah. I mean, I just, he's got to get signed somewhere first, I guess. Somewhere he changed his name sure. to Johnny Elite. You think they'd you think they'd give him an AEW? Well, that was his war. That yeah, I guess that was his uh, one time <laughs> name. I guess, but yeah. uh, or maybe Triple H will bring him back. Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the Miz would love to have him back. You know, I think there's a warehouse of like drip sticks that they never got to sell. <laughs> I they bet released them there's a lot of branded WWE fucking drip sticks that are just yeah. out there in the world. It's like you know, how when they, the the Super Bowl loser, they always print a bunch of shirts and shit for them anyways, and then they end up in other countries. That's what you hear, yeah. They're titles. giving away to charity and stuff yeah. like that. I would love it's to like have... Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl champion. It's like, what? I would love to have a collection <laughs> of those shirts. I'm sure there's somebody cool. out there who, like, cool, yeah. you know, has all those shirts. I always thought that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, just like, uh, yeah, misprinted or shirts or i don't know exactly a cool misprinted stuff. kind of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i think yeah mike i think that was our final list and i think that probably caps off our big episode 200 yeah that was a lot of fun bring back some old segments a little bit of everything jumping all over the place uh yeah yeah, that what was, a lot great. of fun. I can't believe we made it to 200. And 100 honestly just feels like like the uh, like a, like a couple yeah, months not ago. Not that long ago. <laughs> it really doesn't feel like that long ago. I really cannot wait for episode 300. Uh, cuz I think it you know, it's going to be in our future. It's coming in 2 years probably. Uh about approximately 2 years, a little bit less. We'll be right there and um I can't wait. I really can't wait for 300. Thanks for listening. Everybody for all these episodes, rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. And, of course, we'll be back next week because next week we got to get back into our weekly wrestling action. Uh, Extreme Rules is coming up, and it's also going to be a go-home show before Dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. Live here in the city of Toronto, I truly cannot wait. Daniel Bryan's – sorry, Bri- Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho uh, amongst – uh, call I mean call it now MJF is going to be wearing a fucking awesome Matthews jersey and he's going to shit on the Leafs and I'm going to cheer the hell out of him <laughs>
Maybe he'll take it off and have a Montreal Canadiens. Oh my god, that'd be even better! Ideal <laughs> situation. Something he, like that. He tears off a Leafs jersey to reveal a Canadiens t-shirt. Uh, yeah. That is the best <laughs> possible situation. Uh, Grant, thanks for listening, folks. What a great episode we just had. And uh, we'll be back next week. Mike, you take care of yourself. Yeah, we'll see you at uh, 201. <laughs>